incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of the latest PS5. Now, it's quite funny because last week, me and Alex discussed, um, shall we do another episode, or because there's a teardown video, or shall we wait a week? And we decided, in our infinite wisdom, to wait a week, just in case, oh, there's not much to talk about next week, we can talk about the teardown. Little did we know that in the space of seven days, you not only get the PS5 teardown, you get more Miles Morales gameplay and gameplay details. You get NBA 2K21 detailing how they use a dual sense. And to top it all off today, not the king from Burger King himself, but you get the user interface video. <laughs> Alex, what a crazy week. It's been a brilliant week, man. It's like Christmas. It's come early. I know we use that a lot often on this channel, but um, yeah, definitely, man. It was a brilliant day, brilliant week. Let's get into it, man. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before we do, um, over the last seven days, what a tradition dictates, I'm your host, Sunny Sangera. I'm joined by Alex Sylvester. Alex, what have you been playing? So, uh, I've been playing some old school Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. No, Link to the Past. It's part of um, the SNES um, online on the Nintendo Switch. So pretty much it's like they've released a whole roster of old classic games from Donkey Kong to Mario Kart to Mario World. And one of the games that I never actually played as a Ute uh, was A Link to the Past. And that game is phenomenal. Even though it's like top-down 2D Zelda, it's just brilliant. And I can see why that was like the staple of the franchise. And it's only just gone from strength to strength. And I can't wait to the new Legend of Zelda game, which is coming out next year. I think it's Breath of the Wild 2. But before that, we have Age of Calamity. Uh, for you uh, Dynasty or Dynasty Warrior fans, it's pretty much the same type of setup. Uh, they're going to be talking about if uh, 100 years before, uh, I think it's 100 years before Breath of the Wild, where it talks about the whole war that they had. Uh, and I'm not really into uh, Dynasty Warrior games or Dynasty Warrior games, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Never been a fan, but now that they've thrown Zelda into it, it's actually going to be canon. It's going to be running alongside the actual storyline. I'm all for it, and so... That's what I'll be putting on my Christmas list next to my PlayStation 5, providing I can get one. <laughs> <laughs> How about yeah. you, man? What are you playing? Uh, no, nothing. I finished Mafia Definitive Edition, so I finished that game. Um, and then it was really, really weird because we're so close to PS5 now, and I'm buying everything known to man for it. So just before <laughs> um, I decided, okay, what do I need to do to finish it? I've been playing Pez Online bit of UFC yeah. career mode as well, still some PGA, and then I sold my PS4 Pro. Oh my gosh, now that is headline news. Are you alright, dude? Oh man, okay? it's hard. I've got withdrawal symptoms, people, you know, I'm not making fun of anyone who has withdrawal symptoms, but <laughs> the moment I sold it, I thought, I'm okay, it's one month, I can catch up on loads of films and TV shows and documentaries, <laughs> it's not the same, I need that pad in my hand. <laughs> I've got a spare, like a limited edition, um, 20th anniversary um, Pez pad that I was gifted okay. by um, Konami. I've just been sitting there watching um, TV programs holding the pad in my hand because I'm Mr. <laughs> Feel. Mr. Feel, right? But yeah, it's uh, it's gone. But my brother, he works four days on, four days off. So the four days that he's on 
working. I'm, I've got his PlayStation, so I can play PES online and stuff. But yeah, the countdown is on. Um, and as I said last week, highly recommend Mafia Definitive Edition. Great game. Yep. Good. Okay, Alex. So Good, there's loads to go and talk about, but I, w- I think we'll just keep it in chronological order in terms of the timeline yeah. of thingies, because then if we go back and forth, back and forth, and I know a lot of people want to hear us talk about the user interface, but we need to make them listen to the rest of the show, so we'll keep that till the end. Um, so let's start with the teardown. This is your um, area of expertise, and again, it just it, it was great, because Sony didn't have to pitch it as a state of play, they didn't have to make a big song and dance to get people's expectations up. Literally, one minute to the hour, you're sitting there, there's no news from PlayStation. 60 seconds later, on the PlayStation blog, blog YouTube channels, Twitter channels, everything, yeah. there's surprise, here's um, a teardown video for you. And it's the same guy who obviously teared down the PS4 over seven years ago. So what was your... I'm going to break it down and ask you individual questions, but firstly, what was your overall uh, opinion of the actual teardown video? Um, sexy. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, easy way to do it. So, I mean, it was, uh, if I can pronounce his name, Yasuhiro Oturi, Oturi, O-O-T-O-R-I. He did the PS... He's the um, VP of Mechanical Design um, yeah. for Sony, and he tore down the PS4 all those years ago, and he did it in the PS4. So I think the best place to start is on the outside, really. Um, yeah. With the obvious point, Alex, it's a massive... I mean, he's a very small man, so it's misleading, but it's massive, and it's much, much bigger than the PS4, isn't it? Much bigger than the PS4. It was actually three-quarters his body size, or his torso anyway, and he was just peeking over the top of it when you just see him, uh, like as if he was looking over a fence. Uh, I think Ned Flanders kind of comes to mind. But, um, yeah, it's a massive system, but it did look good. It did look good. And um, I'm just happy to see that they're actually willing to just keep up with tradition and start tearing it down right before we get into it. Well, I'm going to give you a size comparison. Oh, yeah? So uh, PS5, uh, no, let me do it this way. PS4 Pro is 55 millimeters by 327 millimeters by 295 millimeters. The PS5 is 104 millimeters, almost double the 55 that yep. the Pro is, 390 millimetres high and 260 millimetres deep. That's 4.09 inches wide, 15.35 yep. inches high and 10.23 inches deep, if you speak Imperial. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, a big machine. So, I mean... It's a huge machine and it's all going to be... Well, it's, it's, it's necessary, isn't it? I mean, for the amount of power that that system is going to draw... It needs to have enough space to ventilate, you know, because it's going to be generating a lot of heat. But obviously, we'll get into that a bit later. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it was a very impressive system. It looked like it came from the future. It just the way it was all put together. Yeah, a lot of people have actually been saying that that you know it is a quirky design. It's unconventional, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. what we need. It's it's different, you know, and it is futuristic. It, it does is. look like a modem, but modems always look futuristic. So <laughs> it's just one of them. Um, you mentioned all the stuff that Otori um, said, you know, obviously it's, the design instigates a yeah. dramatic improvement in performance because obviously yeah. it's got crazy processing power. And the most important thing was quietness and heat management, which is why the design is so big and there's so much space like that. But before we rip it open and get your opinions, your thoughts on um, USB Type-A ports with high-speed data transfer 
and USB Type-C with super speed 10 gigabytes of transfer. Um, massive it's, speed, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah, enough to just transfer pretty much data from um, pretty much from any device. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of data transfer. Or we're going to be dealing with uh, high fidelity graphics. Uh, obviously, we're looking at the, the pinnacle of sound. Uh, so obviously we want to make sure that everything is going to be transferred from whatever device you put in there, whether it's going to be a hard drive, USB or the like, uh, and the, the information can be transferred a lot quicker. Uh, not to mention charging, you know, charging devices, whether you're going to be charging your, your DualSense or even your phone. Uh, at least you're going to be charging it in relatively quick time, you know, so it's actually <laughs> going to have some multifunctional use. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking sweet. And obviously future-proofing is going to be obviously the main ethos going forward. So we're making sure that it's got the, the, the fastest USB-A and the fastest USB-C. I mean, it's a given. It's a given. So for the listeners who don't know, um, in compare what USB-C is to A, how would you give it as an analogy? Like, what's the speed difference between what we currently have to USB-C? All right, then. Well, what I'll probably say is it's easier to say that the USB-A is for your old-school devices, your old-school peripherals, uh, which a lot still use today. Um, in terms of the actual speed, we're looking at... Uh, I think that's just got the figures in front of me. Have you got the figures right there? Uh, so okay, if I were if you were to say if you were to download a gigadata, yeah, on USB A, how long? Oh, let's say two hundred and fifty megabytes or something. Two hundred fifty megabytes will be blisteringly fast on USB C, and it would just be slightly slower than USB A. I mean, like I said, I haven't actually got the figures, but in terms of functionality and usability, you'd naturally want to be doing it through the USB C as standard you know that's that's pretty much going to be your go-to and eventually when they do or if they do come up with a revision all we're going to be seeing is the USB-C so pretty much they're just taking care of I guess the legacy devices I mean I guess if you wanted to put in your um probably a keyboard <laughs> you know what I mean but um, a lot of phones these days aren't actually USB-C to USB-C so naturally it makes sense to have that USB-A uh, connection there um but yeah it's it's blisteringly fast and when they do finally release um, the accredited and approved um, SSD hard drives. Um, we're going to be very happy that we've actually got these um, 10 gigabit speeds coming directly uh, from the PlayStation. You know what I mean? So they're actually just making sure that, yes, when they finally do release the list, which I can't wait for them to announce, mm. uh, hopefully by that time when they do announce it, um, the prices are going to drop considerably, you know, because right now it's not looking too favorable. <laughs> it's it's so funny though how we speak about it a lot how microsoft get the the the, the, the news out and people lord microsoft and a lot of the xbox you know like diehard fans nerds yeah. are like um yeah you know we just got to put a memory card in da, 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 da. but it's a proprietary memory card that's the price is decided by microsoft right yeah. whereas sony's obviously game is you can use any SSD that's obviously compatible with the PS5, but they don't control the price because you can use Samsung one, you can use a different company's one, and you know you get a lot of those options, which we'll get into in a bit. But going back to the ports, you've got your usual um, power port, HDMI port. Alex, talk to me about Wi-Fi six. Wi-Fi six is better than Wi-Fi five. Next, <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> it is, isn't it? But I did. Yeah. I, am I right in saying I have to change my, I have to upgrade my router right to get the best of it? Uh, yeah, to get, naturally to get the best of it, but I think most people with routers these days, I mean, over the past couple of years are going to be fine, you know, as long as mm -hmm. you've got like your five gigahertz um, uh, option on there, which 
most um, broadbands have, whether you get it from, if you're in the UK, uh, Sky and Virgin, obviously they pretty much do that as standard in America, it's going to be Verizon or wherever, I'm sure we'll get uh, criticised by next week anyway, but as long as you've got a high data speed broadband uh, router, you should be fine, and I guess most people are going to be upgrading their routers in the next coming years anyway, as Wi-Fi 6 becomes more prevalent. And that we're pushing it forward. So <clears throat> nobody's we haven't got anything to worry about for now. You know, everyone's still gonna get blistering speeds. So as long as you've got that five gigahertz on your um, your modem and your router, you'd be fine. Okay. Well, we talked about customization and personalization and making things your own. Dude, yep. those side panels, they're gonna be unbelievably modded by uh, artists. And you're gonna go to expos and you can get you know the Tekken artist to do, to to sign your slides and do the drawings on there. You're gonna get so, you can see how Sony can do customizable machines now in special editions. Yes, you can imagine like games like God of War may have a special console that has special sides that has special LED lights on there. But the amount of covers and stuff that are going to be available, third party companies and everyone, as soon as they get their measurements and clips, you're gonna get so many different covers and yeah. stuff. What did you think about how easy he was taking off the side panels? I just thought that they're going to be saving a shitload of money in terms of doing special edition systems. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to like break up. It's going to be so easy to make customizable panels uh, for, I guess, special editions. For example, the next Spider-Man 2, which I can't wait for uh, because I've heard rumors about it now already. But um, uh, but yeah, but for any system, I mean, even just for the fans, you know what I mean? It's just going to be a lot more easy for you to just personalize your PS5, you know? So mm-hmm. they've done a good move by doing that. That was definitely a, um, a thumbs up to the fans. Okay, so we've got the sides flare out alongside the console. You've got air intakes on both sides under those panels. Um, And with the air drawn by a 120mm diameter, 45mm thick dual intake fan. Airflow, obviously, is the big factor on this console with vents at the back, down the sides at the front. You know, this huge fan and everything. And most importantly, dude, um, dust vents as well. Yeah, I mean, the dust vent, I mean, that's, that's another thing. They're actually given a crap about what happens um, over time. Um, well, most people who've had the PS4 or even any system um, conk out, just conk out, you know, like the red light of death. Uh, I mean, it happens to PCs as well. Generally, what happens is there's a massive intake of air going into your system because obviously it's throwing out all these high-density graphics and audio. Uh, and while it's taking all this air, it's also accumulating dust. And eventually, all that dust just blocks up all the vents. And then what happens is that it... Um, the dust then gets heated and then the system then shuts down, you know, just as a safeguard. So what um, Sony's doing now is making sure that they're actually considering that and having um, areas for the um, for the dust to actually just be um, clean, cleaned out a lot easier. So therefore, there should not be any problems. Well, there should be a reduced amount of PS5s going to repair because they've had uh, overheating issues or, you know what I mean, or clogs of dust, you know, and it's going to be a lot easier to get rid of the dust just by, I guess, hoovering the sides. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's going to, it's, it's definitely a win for um, the longevity of the actual system as well. So it's, and it's a genius move, genius move, because not many people actually think about the dust, mm. you know, so basically they've actually taken some consideration to think, okay, then we really don't want to have to be repairing these systems for our customers. What can we do to help them out? And to make um, easily removable panels and areas for the dust to be collected so it can easily be, be dispersed and removed mm. is a you know a hats off move. So well done, Sony. Well done. So he after he took the side panels off and we I jumped a bit with the fan and the he removed a metal plate um, which was um, it was a small metal plate. He just undid two screws to get it off. 
yeah. which is uh, a space for SSD drive, which you can expand your storage, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So it's an M2 interface with a PCIe yeah. 4.0 rating, which is the yeah. same as those used in PCs. So standard off the shelf. Is it NVMe? Right. Yeah, NVMe. Yeah. Um, so the the thing, the big thing here though is. Sony have said that, you know, because their proprietary SSD, which is built into the motherboard that can't be moved, is so quick that you actually need a new SSD that is just as capable or exceeds that that's within the PS5 to get the best out of it. Because what's the point of putting in a really slow SSD to slow what the PS5 can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what's your thoughts on the fact that Sony have where what could have been a moneymaker for them, they've decided just to let anyone do what they want with it. Yeah, I think, uh, well, not just do what they want. I mean, within the guidelines that they're going yeah, to yeah, yeah. let us know. But, uh, I mean, going back to their SSD, oh, that's beautiful. I mean, we're looking at what they've got. Unlike the Xbox Series X, um, the Sony's coming out with 850 um, terabytes, which is uh, a little bit less, you know, I mean, 250 less than um, the competitors. However, we're looking at blazing fast speeds, and the way they've been able to make this so fast is by dividing up the actual SD uh, memory uh, chips within the actual system. So it's not just one massive block. So the fact is that you've got it, I think they split it up into three different parts, mm-hmm. which just means that um, reading and writing data is just going to be blistering fast because it has to go through less traffic. You know, so it doesn't have, if it just needs to get, for example, um, colors or faces or any dimensions, it can find the actual one um, memory card uh, or location that it actually has it, which makes it a lot easier for it to get the information, uh, as opposed to having to go through one massive block of data. Uh, I don't think I'm actually explaining it as best as I could, but basically by separating it up into three different chunks makes uh, data transfers a shitload faster. And uh, another testament to the uh, engineers of the PlayStation 5, because they said speed is going to be king, and basically they're showing it right now. And this is an example of it, definitely. Wow. Um, when you see the, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the next bit, which I know, uh, with the exception of the vents, because you've talked about vents since day one and heat, yep. this next bit I know excited you the most, and that's when he got into the motherboard, which was fitted with, obviously, the AMD um, system on chip, uh, obviously, with the x86, 64, AMD Ryzen Zen 2 CPU, uh, sound, I sound like the Terminator, and RDNA 2 Radeon Graphics Processor. Yes. And then on the yeah. rear of the board is also yeah. eight units of GDDR6 system memory clocking yeah. in at 16 gigabytes overall, 448 yeah. gigabytes per second. Um, yeah. how, what did you think of how, not, not, specifically the ssd actually i'll mention the ssd so the ssd is also soldered yeah. directly onto the motherboard with its it chips surrounding the custom ssd module yeah. or whatever they call it which allows for 5.5 gigabytes before 5.5 yeah. gigabytes before compressed that is people need to understand what that means because that is yeah, unbelievable yeah. teach I mean, us alex like, yeah well okay then that's like transferring um imagine, imagine dvds and blu-rays you know i mean i guess they're phasing out now but uh, it's like transferring a whole dvd of information which used to take hours if not days and now we're doing it in seconds wow. you know i mean just looking at how much 
information a disc can generally hold. Uh, I mean, you're talking about, again, the HD, you're talking about all that visual, audio, data, and sound being transferred in the blink of an eye, which just shows that we're, we're stepping into a new era, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be seeing some amazing works of art coming from these developers. Uh, and it's all down to the fact that um, transferring data is no longer an issue now. You know, and obviously, obviously we've heard numerous times about the fact that load times are going to be eradicated. This is another clear example of how they're going to be eradicating um, the load times by um, enabling the system to transfer a lot more data through uh, per second. You know, yeah. so you can your games are going to be loaded a lot faster. You can uh, achieve a lot better graphics. You can achieve a lot better gameplay. You could create much larger worlds. You know, make it the whole system make more the, the game, the experience even more immersive. Um, and that's all um, helped by the fact that they're actually having a larger memory bandwidth uh, to transfer all this data. So, and on top of that, they've got the cooling system to handle this shit. Bloody hell, man. It's just like, it's like they've got like a power of a jet engine in this, and this thing is going to be as quiet AF, people. It's just going to be so silent. Um, well, you mentioned I it just there about the heat. So running yeah. almost the entire length of the console is the mother yeah. of heat sinks. Um, yeah. Yeah. A classical fin design, obviously with heat pipes, but obviously Otori claims that because of the shape of the airflow design, it actually functions with the same performance as a vapor chamber. Um, yeah. So obviously tell us the perks of that being in this machine alongside the fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just just to make it easier, it's just uh, it's it's just making it a lot easier for air to travel through the system. You know, with no effort, with no effort, with no resistance, just so that they're um, they're focusing on the efficiency of uh, extracting heat, which is going to be generated from the uh, the CPU, the GPU, over well, to the central processing unit and the graphical processing unit, and also the RAM as well. So. While the game is being generated all on screen, it's generating a lot of heat per second. As we said uh, just previously about the amount of data which has been transferred through every second, it's generating an immense amount of heat. And both systems are going to be doing the same thing. And generally, every system that we're using this day and age, <laughs> you know what I mean, does the same yeah. thing. But these systems in particular are going to be taking in so much heat. And to make sure that the air can easily come through the system, because it is the best cooling agent, well, one of the best cooling agents out there, uh, to come from, uh, yeah, to go basically just flow through the system effortlessly. Uh, and the way that they've got the fan located as well at the very top, I mean, because as, as we all know, that heat rises to the top. So basically by having such a powerful um, turbine there, it's just going to help just suck even more air through the sides. And the way they've got the vents, you know, from the top all the way down to the side, um, and I think there's um, some holes at the back as well, it's going to be coming in from, um, coming in and out of the side at the actual panels themselves. Um, basically, they're doing everything they can to make sure that the system stays as cool as it can um, under its highest demands, you know, when you're seeing the latest um, graphics and um, fidelity being used, the system is not going to break a sweat. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, they're just look, working the longevity of these systems. They don't want these systems to break down. The one reason why the PlayStation 4 um, uh, was able to create uh, what, what it did, you know, for the, with the technology what they had back then is because they managed to put like a better fan in there and as a result, it sounded like a jet engine whenever you turned it on. <laughs> Even just loading up the loading screen, it was just really loud. Uh, and that I mean, it was a good thing that they had a very good score. I had a cooling system in there, but even, even though it was a bit hot, I mean, sorry, even though it was a bit loud, um, but that could also cause problems. 
you know, if you're running it at max, you know, 24-7, eventually those chips on the inside, you know, the precious, the precious motherboard, eventually is just going to melt. You know, we're going to have a problem with that. So, uh, and that's what happened with the Xbox 360 back in the day. Uh, it's happened with some PS4s. It's happened with pretty much every console manufacturer in time. Uh, but now we've got to a stage where we understand exactly how heat needs to be distributed, how things need to be ventilated, even under immense stress, which these systems are going to be doing because we're going to be going to the next generation of graphics, gameplay and experiences. And they need to have um, a system that can incorporate all of that without any issues. Um, and the last thing they want is a red ring of death. You, know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't want that tagline at all. So, well, so the, the levels that the engineers have gone to to make sure that that is going to be or a less of an impossibility is brilliant. So, yeah, man. Well, we'll get into the perks of the stand. Now, the stand Sony have made so much money of over the years because they've sold it separately. But the stand is a big part of that airflow because it lifts the PS5 ever so slightly, which gives it full 360 airflow. Just enough, yeah. Engineering yeah. masterpiece, you know what I mean? Just a tiny little gap at the bottom from the stand to where the PS5 would be sitting on a desk or a yeah. TV unit or something, but that's airflow, isn't it? That's air being able yeah. to come out, which is which is what you want. But I want to take you back to Mark Cerny's tech talk when he mm -hmm. said that the PS5's aim was to... You could do a game without the clock dropping, and you said, and I remember mm -hmm. you talking about it, that the heat that that chipset is going to generate is ridiculous. So Sony's answer for that was um, between the chipset and the heatsink is a as is, is between the chipset and the heatsink is a layer yeah. of liquid metal which is used instead of standard thermal paste, and that yeah. liquid metal had to be used because the chipset runs at a very high clock rate within a very small die, and so yeah. had very high thermal density which needed to be dealt with by an enhanced thermal conductor. So, Alex, can you translate that yep. to English for me, please? Okay, then. All right, and so to transfer all this heat, you need a massive amount of surface area. So, basically, um, okay, for example, if you just had, like, a thin piece of copper, you know what I mean, to transfer the heat generated from the actual system itself, um, eventually that's going to get so, it's like a little thin piece of string. Uh, that would get so hot, as you can imagine, um, to the point where it would actually begin to melt. Uh, so the idea is to have uh, as much surface area as you can. And the cooling system that they've developed in there, I mean, it is definitely from the year 2400. I don't know, man. It is seriously next level. Uh, but basically, it looks like a, what does it look like? It looks like a metal building. But if you guys do get a chance to have a look at the uh, cooling system, you'll see that it's got loads of little blades on it. And each of those blades creates um, a certain amount of surface area for um, that to uh, take heat. So each blade can, in, it will, in order to uh, help keep the air flowing through, will, uh, will has enough resistance to, um, to absorb a certain amount of heat. And the idea is the more surface area you have, the better the heat flow uh, and the heat transfer can be. Um, so that's the, and that's all metal, obviously, because metal is like the best conductor in terms of heat uh, coming straight from the um, the actual CPU itself. Um, but uh, as you said, um, in order to help transfer that heat to this massive conducting uh, unit, um, they're using liquid metal. And as I was saying, that metal is uh, one of the best conductors of heat. Liquid metal is even better. Before, traditionally, um, 
uh, or even in most uh, a lot of PCs now, even though it's it's kind of a dying trend. Uh, the thermal conductive paste, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the components of it escaped me, but uh, basically it wasn't metallic. It was more like, uh, say, mayonnaise. <laughs> you know, basically, yeah, yeah, it just used to be like a like a cork. Uh, basically, it's more of a a a, uh, a dry paste, uh, which is good at conducting heat for for systems uh, of you know yesteryear. But now we're looking at situations where we're going to be generating an immense amount of heat. We're just going to have to just go straight metal, you know, and metal is, like I said, is one of the best conductors of heat out there, combined with the airflow as well, which just help everything keep moving so much more freely. So even when the system is under immense stress, you know, it's not going to break a sweat. It's not going to throttle. It's not going to suddenly start floating behind your TV and <laughs> straight into the <laughs> ceiling. You know, it's actually just going to be able to say, yeah, I'm cool. I could do this all day. Um, that's exactly what uh, Sony wanted. And that seems to be what they've created. So I can't wait to put this thing under some seriously stress testing. Run, even though I don't <laughs> think the first wave of games are going to be able to push it to those levels. But I cannot wait till we're seeing Death Stranding 2 or Spider-Man 2 or 3 or whatever, or even God of War next year. That's when we're going to really see whether um, all the, the engineering efforts are actually going to be worth it. You know, yeah. so but so far it's looking good. So far it's looking very good. Very so good. what they've decided to do, we're almost at the end of the teardown. A couple more things: uh, the 350 yeah. watt power supply is internal within yeah. the machine. We don't need to talk about that. But the UHD yeah. Blu-ray uh, player, you know, the drive which is housed in yeah. a sheet metal shroud and insulated by two layers of reducing, uh, insulated by two layers. Of sheet metal, sorry, I'm vib I'm bloody burping from the tea, uh, to help reduce noise and vibration. Yeah. So you know, two sheets of metal just to keep the sound, yeah. and it does look like a you know a thick drive. It's just like yeah, we're gonna keep this quiet, aren't we? Yeah, they're gonna keep it quiet, but I really hope. I mean. I mean, I think that's the last time we're going to see a drive, you know, in a system from Sony. Uh, but it was nice for them to include it. But, oh, my gosh, when you actually see the system, you know, the actual digital edition and how symmetrical it looks, that that is the future right there. <laughs> it is like, indeed. But, you know, at this right yeah, point in time. Right now, right now. Right now you know, no, but right so now, the most important thing is that that beautiful, sleek digital edition yeah. cannot play a 4K Blu-ray of the Dark Knight trilogy. So I'm not bothered. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need you download it. Nah, it's not the same. I, I, I listen. I, I only have six hundred and twenty gigabytes of data apparently on my SSD. I'm not wasting that. But um, I'm, okay, Alex. So before uh, we summarize, obviously the teardown, the final thing, and it's the the small details that really impress me. Um, so we know the PS5 can be horizontal or vertical, and obviously the stand comes in the box and it can be attached with a single slot screw. The screw obviously is only needed in the vertical position, uh, but the screw can actually be stored within a little compartment in that stand. And there's a, um, you know, a plastic plug to put in the screw hole that you're not yeah. using anymore. Now, let me tell you the difference here. This is the big thing. Microsoft tried to recreate that video where Sony was sharing a game um, yeah. by doing, oh, this is how you put the Xbox Series X thingy and the guy just yeah. lies it flat. But you cannot remove the stand from the Xbox Series X. So if yep. you light vertical, um, you still have that circular stand at the end that makes it look like a burnt log. Whereas, <laughs> I mean, the, the, but just tiny little engineering things that Sony have thought. It's a re you know they they've looked at this console and thought premium all the way through, yeah. haven't they? 
Yeah, they have, they have. And yeah, the fact that it actually hooks onto the back of it when you put it horizontally, uh, and that little, uh, yeah, the fact that they actually give you the tools necessary um, to actually keep, uh, to make sure that you actually don't lose uh, these important tools for the um, for the actual system. Because obviously, like we said, mentioned earlier, it's going to be helping with the, um, the airflow. Mm-hmm. It needs to be levitated off the ground at some point. I mean, we're looking at what, maybe a centimeter or two, and that's just enough to get as much air as it can into the system or in and out of the system um and also yeah going back to liquid metal basically it's it literally it's just liquid uh and the fact that they've actually got a nice little um like a foam pad um just to maintain or just to keep the form of the liquid you know so that it doesn't actually spill over which has actually been a problem in the past um is showing just true engineering genius so even though they're going to be transferring a whole lot of heat through literally just molten liquid metal it's not going to be spreading anywhere. It's not going to fall anywhere else into the system, whether it's vertical or horizontal. It's just going to do exactly what it needs to do, transfer the energy straight out and just make sure that playing games is going to be a doddle. So, um, yeah, it's all thumbs up, guys. It's all thumbs up. So what you're telling me is we have a console that has USB-C ports and an SSD as fast as Neil flies. <laughs> we have... Liquid metal that is made from the T100. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, yeah, no, T1000. T1000, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we have um, a UHD drive um, and a system as silent as Black Panther. Yep. You can move around with no sound. Okay. Yep. And I had one more. Oh, and we have a heat sink that is repellent to heat like the human torch. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we have a superhero console here in, in design feet. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, what we're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they literally took the Avengers and they just turned them into uh, functioning parts of the next generation PlayStation 5. So well done, Sony. Well, well, bloody done. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we've spoken enough about hardware. So let's move on to a couple of games. And when I say let's just move on to a couple of games, oh my God. What amazing games to move on to. Okay, Alex, so I don't remember if we spoke about it last week. Um, I think we did about, obviously, NBA, well, 2K released the first gameplay trailer of NBA 2K21 on the PS5. And wow, your thoughts on the trailer again. It's just stunning, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, we saw it from the uh, the first preview earlier on the year. in June, and uh, from just seeing the amount of sweat that they had on that um, that one player was amazing. But now we're actually able to see the whole atmosphere that they've managed to create. So it's not just sweat; they've managed to get like the art of the United looking at the. Um, well, I'm just looking at the trailer right now. Actually, basically, it looks like a live game, and that's really, really scary right now. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's that's crazy. that's a that's a launch game. It's a, imagine it in three years. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. It's like it's down to the little details. I mean, you're seeing people up in the nosebleed seats, you know, doing something different to the people, you know, on the on the forecourt. It's like, geez, like it's it's gonna be amazing. I mean, this is like you said, this is a launch game. What's gonna happen in the next few years? I mean, mm. it's gonna be indistinguishable between a live game. In fact, it might be even you might just take over the NBA in itself. But, I think what um, impressed me the most about the trailer was the arena sky shot and you as the camera panned from the ceiling around the court the ray tracing you could see it in the reflection on the court that all the light was moving into the paint and where the camera was going the light was moving i was just like wow really absolutely wow wow." you know um 
But besides the trailer, we actually got some information about um, yep. how gameplay will be slightly different thanks to the DualSense controller. So oh, I'm yeah. going to read this out to you. And listeners, if you haven't heard this, just sit back, close your eyes, and imagine this, okay? So they call it, so 2K call it the PS5 trigger effect. So I'm just going to read this. This is an excerpt from a um, thingy from 2K. Something that yeah. always excites us as developers is the introduction of new hardware features that come along with new consoles. When we first heard about the PlayStation 5's adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, we immediately began brainstorming ways to use them to enhance the gameplay experience. As soon as we got our hands on the dev kits, our lead engineer experimented with several different prototypes to figure out what made the most sense for a basketball game. For the adaptive triggers, we opted to use them to convey energy slash fatigue. As you move around the court, you'll feel more and more resistance on the sprint trigger as your player's energy drains. We also use adaptive resistance in the post-game. Strong post players will feel very little resistance on L2 when backing down weaker opponents, but you'll have to use more force to pull L2 when it's the other way around. It's very interesting to play with and helps immerse you into the experience of actually being on a basketball court. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, I mean, I've mentioned to it, I mean, obviously we spoke about the resistive triggers before, but... To me, I mean, out of all the technology, I mean, even though we've gone crazy about the, you know, the teardown and what they're able to produce, you know, Sony, I mean, it's just, um, it's mass, it's crazy, um, the levels of uh, fidelity we're going to be seeing or witnessing in the next couple of months. But that dual sense controller, to me, is revolutionary. Mm. I mean, yeah, we've got the haptic feedback on there, which they're going to just blow people's minds away anyway, but that resistive trigger... Jeez, I mean, that's something that even Nintendo could have <laughs> imagined. And they're normally, you know, they're normally the innovators of the industry. This is truly, you know, like going to be a work of art. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it to experience mm-hmm. that very thing that you're just talking about right now. You know, mm-hmm. can you imagine that? I mean, especially when you're, um, I mean, they're talking about it in, in basketball. Imagine if it's when you're blocking in, um, in Tekken, you know, when you're getting your ass kicked or whatever, you know what I mean? You can just feel your um, your defense actually going weaker and weaker. You can you know, uh, the, go it, back a number of episodes. Is exactly what I said when somebody said, what do you want in a fighting <laughs> game? And I said, imagine if the trigger becomes lighter and lighter because you are getting battered in the block. I was like, you know, <laughs> but I look at it in a sense as well, not just Perfect. NBA, like you mentioned, Pez as well, little things like oh, yeah. um, if you can convey the attributes of the key players of a game in the controller, that makes more sense. If it's easier for me to curl a ball with someone like uh, Neymar compared to using it as with a defender like a Harry Maguire or something, now people are thinking, who the hell is he talking about? But, um, you know, if you can convey that in the pad and you can actually feel... As I mentioned when we talked about Tekken, I'm going to keep saying it because I was the next. No, was it Mortal Kombat? I said it is. Sorry, yeah, Mortal Kombat, where the characters feel different on the dual sense. If you can do yeah. that in a sports game, and if you are playing a friend or you're playing online and it's neck and neck, or you're a point down and you know your players are tired and you're like, right, I need to do this, I need to pull this off, and you can feel it in the controller. I mean, it's everything Sony are talking about. It feel the game. That's the big thing. Yeah. Play has no limits. They're the catch lines and. All the way back to our first ever episode, Alex, revolution. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. You know, you're yeah. changing the way. They've looked at what hasn't been tweaked on, which is the controller and the stuff that yeah. 
you know, they've done it. Like, the way that these... We said it, when the developers get a hold of this technology, oh, my God, you know, like, we can't wait to see what they do. And this is launch games again, Alex. Launch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad. I mean, it's just, like, they have to show how beneficial it is to games, especially for the launch games. But we're going to... When we start seeing, like, you know, the next tempo games, you know, like, God of Wars, the Spider-Mans, you know, whatever Quantum Dream's going to be coming out with, or even Kojima, it's, that's when we're really going to start seeing, you know minds exploding in terms of how to use technology so i can't i can't wait i cannot wait till 2022 i want to play those games now we all do anyway. well yeah. we'll move on because um there has been a deluge of miles morales um mm. gameplay well not, not not so much there's still gameplay videos out there it looks stunning the load times are non-existent but obviously, there's been a lot of information out there. So Game Informer, which is a big magazine in America, had a huge yeah. coverage of the Miles Morales game. They got to play the opening hours of there as well. And uh, they obviously got a chance to talk about it. You know, um, Obviously, Miles Morales, he's not just a carbon copy of Peter Parker's Spider-Man, who does make an appearance in this game. Um, yeah, Miles has unique abilities such as the Venom Strike, which can be performed by holding down the L1 and the attack button. Um, yeah. But obviously the Venom strikes require Venom abilities, which you need to fill up a meter in to do that one, which is similar to Spider-Man's focus meter. Um, yes. But this time, Miles Morales can actually engage um, encounters via stealth, which is yeah. kind of cool as well, because it adds another element to uh, another element to there. Um, so Miles Morales will be playable on the PS5 in two modes, 4K 60 frames per second performance mode, or 4K 30 frames per second fidelity mode, which offers ray tracing and other visual effects that won't be available in the performance mode. Um, and they don't say load times have been reduced. They say load times have been eliminated. <laughs> Big difference. And to give you an example, the Spider-Man remaster game that had those really cool tube cutscenes, they're gone because they're, they don't need them. Um, and... There's a video going around, you can have a look online, where Miles is in, in, in an interior building, he's just finished a combat, and the player literally flies out the window. Now, on PS4, there'd be a load yeah. to load the city, and this one, he just flies out and he's flying through the city. Right. No load, yeah. Yeah. no transition, nothing like that. Um, and obviously, they've shown loads of things about bosses and other villains and the Tinkerer and the Roxxon Corporation... If you're interested in Miles Morales, you can go online and look at all this information. But, I mean, Alex, from what you've seen so far, and I really like um, your take on it because these are launch games, and we always know launch games never really push the tech. We know that come towards the end of the generation, you, you're going to see, like, you know, ray tracing and 4K and 60. But, the, I mean, have you seen the cat in Miles Morales? Yeah, yeah, the cat. I mean, even the cat, it's whiskers. I mean, you can even see the fibers, the hairs, you know what I mean? It was just a fur, sorry. It no, was, but did you see it, him open the shop door? Did you uh, see yeah. the ray tracing in the glass? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Beautiful. Seriously, it's just like, it's the level of detail that they're able to in, you know, to capture is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, even when he puts on his uh, his hoodie, you know, which I want to get actually. That's, that's uh, you know, Spider Man logo hoodie, like nice and orange. Um, you can see the fibers, you know, on, on, on his actual hoodie, man. It looks so detailed. And this is going to be effortless from now on. And like you said, this is, this is launch. You know, it's like by the end of this whole, I mean, I don't even know if we're going to see the end, but I'm saying Ready Player One, I'm calling it now. 
we're going to be all in Ready Player One. By before, before. Yeah. Well, a big thing for the original Spider-Man, which came out in 2018, was suits and the fact that you yeah. could get so many suits in the game. And I mean, even to this day, they've just released the amazing Spider-Man suit from the films, um, yeah. you know, which is really, really cool. There's okay. some, obviously, they've they've shown some more on social media, the punk suit, which has just drove people absolutely insane. They cannot wait. But it's so crazy, isn't it, how people love to talk, like they jumped on the negativity about Miles and that you have to buy the remaster again and stuff. And now it's just all positive because the, the, proof, yeah. the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? And the gameplay has been absolutely stunning, you know. And yeah. um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to play Spider-Man? And so, uh, scale one to ten, I think, I think it's like 12, 15 or something <laughs> on the scale. But that's just typical Sony, isn't it? I mean, they've been smashed it this whole year in terms of how to be delivering information. And like, they've just been cut teasing people. They knew that people were going to be pissed off for certain things, but then they knew that they had everybody in the bag anyway, because obviously the amount of quality that they're going to be delivering, the amount of content as well, it's, it's just a given. I mean, in fact, they've, they've upgraded Spider-Man and now that's going to be the new Spider-Man forever now. You know, mm. it's, it's brilliant. Brilliant. How about you, man? Uh, ten, if you can. Oh, mate, it's like if I if I say ten, that's just me like excited about the UI, <laughs> but like, which we'll talk to about in a second. But like, yeah, I can't wait to play Miles. And as I said, you know, I'm literally gonna platinum that game straight up. You know, nineteenth of November, first, out of platinumed by twentieth. You know, <laughs> but that's the thing I'm worried about. I'm, I'm I'm spending all this money on the likes of Miles and. Um, yeah. Call of Duty Cold War and stuff like that. And I said, I want to finish these games too quick. And I'm going to be like, what am I going to do with them? You know, but I'm, I do want to try Demon Souls, but I'm not going to buy yeah. it on launch. I'm going to wait um, until I can do, obviously, Call of Duty and Miles Morales and, uh, you know, bust out NBA and FIFA, things like that, you know. And then at least I know I've got Demon Souls there to really sink my teeth into because that game doesn't matter if it's shit, it's too gorgeous not to play. It's the closest thing to an interactive Game of Thrones, you know, that looks so real. And I just, I can't wait to play it. But Alex, we got it today. And that, that, all of what we've just spoke about wasn't even the biggest news this week. Literally, literally hours, just hours before we was going to start recording. Because we were like, oh, we don't know if we're going to talk about the UI or not. Yes, we are. Yes, we (laughs) are talking about the user interface. And dude, now... I'm gonna tell you straight, like when the PS the PS3 UI was a piece of shit. Okay, now if anybody wants to say no, it wasn't. Listen, go back and switch your PS3 on. It's a piece of shit. The Vita was just overcomplicated bubbles, right? The only one that got it right in that timeline during that time was PSP, but PS4 got it right. Just simplicity. You know, yep. it, it took their time to get folders, but once folders were there, it's a UI that hasn't really changed. It's just <laughs> adapted over the generation had to change your name as well you play you know but it's 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 a ui that's just adapted and listened to like gamer feedback and we we asked for folders it took them ages we got folders we asked for customizable themes they gave it to us whereas microsoft have fully changed their ui and have been criticized during the xbox one era about over complicating it you know, yeah. and then we all got really intrigued on that reveal event when that tiny teaser came on, like, ooh, what does that look like? And yeah. then yeah. reports came out that um, someone at Sony says they're going to use every inch of the screen with the UI, and I was like, ooh, what does that mean? 
and we finally got to see it today. And um, the big thing about it is something called a control center, um, obviously, which provides uh, immediate access to almost everything you need from your PS5 system. And it's all summoned by just pressing the PlayStation button on the controller. So from this control center, you can see um, who's online. You can check the status of your downloads, manage your controllers and more. Um, listeners, if you haven't seen it, there is you can go onto YouTube, just search PS5 user interface. I think it's like 11 minutes or something like that. It's a state of play, which just came out of nowhere, um, which yeah. I'm really happy they did it that way. I'm happy they didn't set expectations yeah. by saying, oh, guess what? Well, they did. They, they teased it with the Burger King. The king, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did. It was so subtle and so crazy and weird. You couldn't half. You couldn't help but just laugh. But then you're like, are they or aren't they? And then they were just like, surprise! Here's the video. There it is. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they said. Here's the thing, Alex. They've, you talk about future proof on the on the engineering side. They've said that this home UI is designed specifically with 4K TVs in mind. You know, yeah, yeah. and I, I, I was trying to watch it on my phone at work and I was like, yo, this is shit. I'm going to watch it when I get home. And let me tell you, when you put it, when I went onto YouTube 4K, and you remember that doesn't do any justice to it. Oh, no. man, it looks amazing on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, like you said, we only got a glimpse of it earlier on the year. But yeah, it does look bloody gorgeous, doesn't it, man? So I want you to picture this, Alex. You are playing. So they showed Little Sackboy's. Uh, yeah, they showed Sackboy's Adventure, sorry. And he's already played the game. In the background, the game is on, and the control center's in front of it. The levels yeah. he's played is there. He clicks it within two seconds, he's in that level. If that, mm. right? I think it was two seconds because he took ages to press circle. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that before, on the, so they call it cards and they're like tabs, right? Um, but it told him if you went into, if you want, you could just go into it straight away. But each tab had so much, each card, sorry, had so much detail. Like it told him how, how long was left to complete the level. Mm. Um, I like mm. the fact that that was hidden. So it doesn't spoil anything for you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that it had the integrated um, guide, so you could have an article or a quick video, and you could put it picture in picture while you're playing the game to mm-hmm. help you get through a level. It's just hard to go through everything. What was your thoughts on just the, the whole game concept and the fact that they said the whole idea is to remove barriers from you getting to your game, and you could see the SSD just in full blown motion. Uh, yeah, it really could. I mean, I like the fact that you could just, like, literally, as soon as you turn it on, you're literally in the game, mm. you know, and it's just like a lovely UI, or should we call it a UE, because it's like a more of a user experience now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're literally immersed into it instantly. But the amount of information that we're now given, I mean, they only use Sackboy as an example, but it's all useful. You know, mm. the fact that you're going to be able to see your history of games, you know, what you've been playing, just like you're checking your, your web history, um, the progress between um, how far you are in the game or how far you are in a particular level. And like I said about the um, the different sections, how long they estimate it's going to take to do certain levels or certain tasks. I mean, these are all useful things, which I'm, I'm kind of glad that they have it there. I also, like you said, I hope they kind of hide some of those things. And I'm glad that you can't actually just see because, yeah, it will spoil um, certain parts of the game. But... Um, from what they were also announcing about the um, fact that you're able to communicate with uh, your friends, you're able to be able to screen share um, certain parts of um, their games, you know, to help along with uh, mm. anything. You know, yeah. Or having it as a picture of picture, 
that was, was, and, and you can move the picture and picture around the edge of the yeah. screen and you can have it within parties but what i did like what you mentioned there is if that the ps5 can read if the screenshot has a spoiler and it when before you yeah. open it there's a warning message to tell you that this could contain a spoiler i was just yeah, like yeah. wow that is amazing yeah. you know because obviously i was yeah. This, I was sending like my brother and other people pictures of Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima, but I was trying to do it in a way without spoiling it, you know, <laughs> um, because the game is just. Be- I mean, I was taking pictures and sending them to you, but like you can imagine me send you get to see that in full four K, those pictures, yeah. like, you know, it's the PlayStation ah. Five as well, which was um, really really cool. But I liked. The fact that because it was so focused on little Sackboy, everything about the screen was Sackboy. Obviously, I had my yeah. main menu um, slide at the bottom, which was obviously home yeah. and stuff like that. But everything yeah. was about Sackboy. But then when he wanted to change game, he pressed yeah. a button, came out of it to like a proper home screen. And then he went straight into Destruction All-Stars into a multiplayer game. Yeah. And it was like under 10 seconds. I was just like, he just went from one game to another into an <laughs> online mode. How? What? <laughs> uh, it's just beautiful. It, it really is beautiful. And like, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to see exactly how the system's going to be making this magic happen. But it, it happened and it worked. And it just shows that we're not going to have to worry about wasting our lives away looking at loading screens anymore. That's just a thing that passed. You know, when you consider how much time we've actually spent looking at a screen, waiting for the system to load. I mean, we're just going to be looking at our past selves thinking jokers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. But um, yeah, seamlessly uh, jumping between games um, and like the, the way the UI reflected the game that you're actually playing as well was brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, we talked about the, the help, uh, the party screen share. I think that's a really good idea as well. I mean, you could basically just... And the fact is that it's able to run um, a little screen or you can even, you know, have the section up as part of the um, the UI so that you can actually see another person's game while the, while you're playing your own. And there's no slowdown or ever. It's just seamless. It's fast. Mm. It's quick. And the fact is that you're going to be able to um, talk directly through your pad as well. Um, you know, so you don't have to worry about getting like a headset separately or anything like that. You can just link up if, you, if your friends popped up online, just pretty much press chat and then you're in the conversation. No problem, you know. So especially with the uh, the new audio, the Tempest audio that they're going to be having. I mean, that is another thing which I can't wait to experience as Alex, well. There's but so much. There's so much. It's so much. There is, and it's all good. It's all positive steps into making sure that this is going to be a unique experience, which sets it apart from the competition. Mm. Well, I want to talk to you quickly about the competition. So what Microsoft have got is a really cool feature called Quick Resume, which is you oh, can yeah. have up to three games, I think, where you could, it takes seconds to go from game to game. Now, yeah. from an engineering standpoint, Microsoft have compact their motherboard in. And obviously, yeah, as yeah. games become more taxing, that motherboard's going to get hot. Um, whereas Sony spaced it out, you know, as you mentioned, to disperse heat from all these chips and things like that. There's more space available, whereas the Series X isn't. Now, with Quick Resume, am I right in saying that, say you're playing one game, say game, say you're playing um, Tekken 8, right? And you suspend that game, so the console yeah. is now holding that game, and you switch to um, Forza, right? Uh, yeah. And then you suspend that game, and you go into a third game. Is those two suspended games taking something from the G is it working the motherboard those two suspended games no what they're going to be using or they're going to be using a combination of the ram 
which is going to hold, you know, to, rem to remember. I mean, that's 16 gigabytes of RAM, uh, and that's going to remember exactly where you were, exactly where you left that game, and it will just have a snapshot just there. Uh, so there's going to be, and there's only 16 gigabytes of RAM, so there's a limit to how many games it can actually remember. And I think what they're saying is going to be about three, the same mm -hmm. three games, something. So yeah, so that should be enough. I mean, if you just separate that between three, what four, eight, twelve, you know what I mean? This, or even five, five gigs each plus the euro on top. Um, yes, yeah, so you can be looking at that. But you see, like it's, it's it's such a cool innovation that Microsoft did on that front. But then you look at Sony's standpoint, it's like we just got a really, 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 really fast SSD that can do it in the fastest yeah. time. We don't need to like use any RAM or use up anything. You know, it's just there. And I like the fact that the game is broken to yeah. like you don't have to find that that like the game is broken into those cards so you can actually select which level you wanted from Sackboy. So I can yeah. imagine uh, imagine if you are let me give you some scenarios, listeners. Say you're playing Tekken, you've loaded up Tekken. Now you yeah. have the you have four cards on the screen arcade, online, team battle, survival, bam. I don't have to go through all the menus. It's just there. And the moment yeah. I click Team Battle, it goes straight to the menu screen where you pick your teams instead of having to wait for everything to load up into there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's just... And then if I want to go straight into Survival, I'm there. If I'm playing PES like, or FIFA... Well, I'm not playing FIFA, I'm playing PES. You know, it's like one card is Master League, online mode, become a legend. You know, the, the, they're just there. Gran Turismo, different races. Like, oh, man, a racing game. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. NBA... You know, and they said it, the developers can customize this to their game, you know. So, like, to think about playing NBA, that you could have your career mode on one card, online mode on another card, you know, you could have training on one card, an exhibition match. And it's, it's like me and you, um, imagine Ghost of Tsushima when I tried to show you it. And yeah. there's so much beautiful things in that game to show you, but it's hard to get to everything. So yes. imagine having the cards where I can be like, yeah, do that one and that one and that one. And I can just leave you to it because you know which tabs to do, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's... yeah, and literally it's like leaving. But yeah, I mean, it's it's turned the game experience into like a web browser, mm. <laughs> you know, so you can actually just like leave like a bookmark here and just say, yeah, this is a point of reference which you want to get to with no issues anymore. So yeah, there's the, the boundaries are, have, been have been lifted, you know, so it's just making games definitely more immersive, definitely more freeing to the point where you could just literally touch anywhere in the game <laughs> and that's just going to be brilliant i can't wait yeah yeah definitely um so we're a week away from our last episode dude uh what are your thoughts on ps5 now that you've seen the teardown the user interface you've seen how the dual sense is going to incorporate into some games how do you feel Ooh, it's looking good it's looking really good I and mean, the sony camp team blue is looking yeah looking very strong at the moment uh the teardowns looking you know they're looking very confident with the teardown i'm quite happy how they're actually going to be dissipating anything the heat even though it's still going to get hot people it's still going to be you know i mean like all systems they're going to get hot but the way they expel the heat is just going to be just 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 gorgeous um but in terms of the compared to the xbox series x now I mean, that thing's going to be like a little fan of it, isn't it? It's going to be wherever you put it in your room. You won't even need to put your radiator on. That thing's going to be just discreeting heat directly into the room, and it's not really going to be doing it in an efficient way. Um, but there shouldn't be a problem. You know, I don't think there's going to be like any red lights of death or anything, but um, it, they could have taken a couple of hints from Sony. That's, that's mm. um, but yeah, um, it's all looking positive. Obviously, we've seen the teardown. We've seen the UI now, and we've seen Miles Morales. 
they're just setting themselves up to have a really successful holiday and they've actually got games which people want to get uh, which is slightly unfortunate to the competition because Halo would have been, you know would have been a nice introduction but um and really quick yeah. actually before we uh, if we do I don't know if we have any letters that's on your side but just really quick I mean I the report came out that 80% in this is in the US 80% mm-hmm. of next gen pre-orders were PlayStation yep. disc console 80% all right. of all next gen consoles pre-ordered 80% of it right. was just the disc version of the PS5 yeah yeah that's mad isn't Great. it yeah, yeah, it is absolutely crazy, and it just makes sense. Testament to their their marketing. And obviously, they've got the market share anyway, so I'm not really surprised, you know. And plus, with their lineup as well coming, it just kind of makes sense that they will they will dominate. Um, they will dominate this Christmas. Hmm. But uh, yeah, man, Let, let's let's go, man. Let's do this. One thing, really quick. Um, can you imagine you, when you said how long do we look at screens, dude? How long have we looked at a Tekken loading screen with the two characters? Too I'll be long. happy, like, you know, like, they're like seven seconds at least yeah. because they got to come into the screen and we're just sitting there and we're just bullshitting at each other, waiting to fight. <laughs> and now we're just going to be like, there's no rest for the fingers, no rest. Yeah, there's, there's no rest, but like, I, I'm kind of going to miss that as well. I'm going to miss that banter, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, Mate, like don't worry, I'll banter, I'll banter one, I'll banter one and fucking you up. Don't worry about that. From your side, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, are we rolling into some questions now? Should we, uh, should we get into this? Fly. So, listeners, yeah. obviously, um, there was an issue with um, Twitter. So, if you did send a message into Twitter, um, it may come. We don't know. So, obviously, we had them, as I mentioned on the last episode, to email them in. Um, so, okay. Alex has got some of them here. All right. Yeah, cool. So, the first question comes from Sue Sat. Uh, hey, sir. Uh, yes, or they asked. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for finding us for a great show every week. You're very welcome. Um, I can't help but laugh at your PlayStation versus Nintendo debates. And last week, Tekken War was a uh, war of words. <laughs> and last week's Tekken War of words. Uh, you're welcome to that as well. Please don't change. Uh, with the console teardown now in the public, uh, what are your opinions on the hardware, components, use, and design structure? Well, we kind of spoke about that, Sue, at the beginning. You know? <laughs> There's not so much. It answers all those questions, yeah. So, yeah, we love it. It makes a lot of sense. It's very efficient. It's basically using tech from the very future that we haven't seen yet, and it's bringing it to our glorious time now. So, I, I think, yeah, Honestly, I, I think what excites me, if the one thing that excites me the most is yeah. the SSD, if I had to pick one, because we don't know, we haven't even seen so much of the Tempest, like... You know, oh, I yeah. I was looking at that motherboard. Like, where's the tempest? I don't even know where it is, but it's just speed. It's inside, yeah. It's baked inside. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the SSD. I mean, the way they've separated each of the chips up just to make it a lot more efficient is genius. You know, so basically, it will be running so quick. But uh, thanks for that question, Sue. I mean, I think if in fact, if I was to pick one thing, it would be the um, the ventilation. Yeah, easy. You love that heatsink, man, and ventilation. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it, it's just, it's perfect for what the system is and what the system is capable of doing. And it just means that we're not going to be having, well, we shouldn't be having any issues of overheating. It just means that you can just play games in silence, no jet engine. <laughs> that's, that's what we all want, right? <laughs> um, and not to mention, it's just a, a revolution in terms of engineering. So uh, hats off to these guys. 
All right, thanks for that, Sue. Uh, we have another question from Stu Wellies. Uh, he says, hey, Alex, this is direct to me. He, uh, my name is Stu. I'm a lifetime PlayStation gamer. I also don't know why I'm doing an accent. I also have a superior... <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, I enjoy your show, but I need to I need to believe um, Sonny can back up the team of, of the... I'm oh, sorry. Sonny can back up the term of being a PlayStation expert. Um, e- the show knowing that I'm listening to someone who is a dedicated, uh, as dedicated as myself. Could you ask him some questions for me? Yeah, no problem. Stu, and please hold only on. allow him a short time to answer, as this will ensure that he can look up Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know that's fair. Um, yes, uh, he's got four questions for you. Um, okay, so the first one is what is okay, the name? Before you start, before you start, before you start, before you start, fuck you, Stu. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's, he's gunning for you, man. He's gunning for you. So this is your test. We should actually have some like some music, some tension music. It's the rock music. First dun, question dun, is: <laughs> What was the name of the original Black PlayStation One? You got ten seconds to answer. Net euros. Hey, net euros. Oh, and I know that because I looked. I saw. I saw it on fucking eBay the other day. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, then, so, yeah, you got to t- uh, question two now. Jeez. Boom. What was the PlayStation 2's clock speed? Ten seconds. No uh, fucking clue, mate. <laughs> I'll just answer it straight. Like, I'm I'm so PS5 integrated right now, I have no fucking clue what the <laughs> PS2 clock. All I remember about the PS2, it had a motion engine in there. <laughs> He had an emotion engine in there. All right, yeah, so just to confirm, the PlayStation 2 had a clock speed of 294 megahertz, not even gigahertz. Oh, wow, how fucking slow is that compared to what we've just been talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautifully slow. (laughs) All right, this is question three. The PlayStation 3 allowed user software. What was it labeled as on the PlayStation 3? Oh, uh, OS line Linux Linux something like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can take that as. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it, and I, I just know it because it was on. It was yeah. on. It was in the system settings, and I always looked at it like, "What the fuck is this?" I always went into it like, "What is it?" I think you're absolutely right, man. It was uh, Linux. Uh, yeah, it was the. Uh, the operating system that keeps on the PS3 not only as an entry-level personal computer, but with hundreds of familiar applications, which is brilliant. Um, Dude, you know why yeah. they really put that on there? Why? Because they the wanted hack. to avoid hacks in Europe. Oh, and avoid hacks? Yeah, so by, backwards. By, yeah, so basically, <laughs> uh, you paid more tax on game console than you did PC. Oh. So okay. they tried to make it out like it was a home desktop computer, and it... <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, they're going to convince people. Yeah, it's a brand new PC. Yeah, um, okay, Sony. That's <laughs> I'm fucking glad they got hilarious. Um, well, they could be getting good. They could be slapped with a massive tax now on this bloody system that they're creating. All right, and so question four, and this is the final question. Uh, boom, tension music again. Can you name 10 Sony first party studios? Go. Fucking One every hell. second. Uh, CII Japan Studio, uh, Polynifini Digital, if I can't pronounce it, Guerrilla Games, uh, SIE London, fucking the guys who made Dreams, Molecule, Media Molecule, uh, <laughs> yeah. fucking Sony Bend, 
Insom- right. Fucking Insomniac, uh, Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, <laughs> Pixel Lopez, San Diego. I, I, I named loads. <laughs> you named loads. Actually, yeah, you named quite a few. Congratulations. And how can yeah. I forget fucking Sucker Punch? <laughs> yeah, very good. That makes a 10, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Stu. That was a brilliant question. Definitely Fuck you, Stu, still. <laughs> but I hope I earned your respect, <laughs> but I'm not going to know the clock speed of the PS2 because I ain't a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I did yeah. well on the other ones, right? You did, you did all right, but you did all right. You did it flounder. And yeah, as you can see, that is why uh, he is our residential PlayStation And expert. I feel yeah. violated yeah. right now. So <laughs> if anybody's listening who has some Nintendo knowledge, can you send me four fucking questions for this <laughs> Mario wannabe so I can ask him oh, some questions right. about the Nintendo yeah. <laughs> Specifically, okay, you pick you pick the subject matter because Nintendo's yeah. broad, right? So yeah, Nintendo you... is broad, but yeah, it is focused as well. They're specific. They know exactly what market they go for. They've got a hybrid console. It's going to sell two hundred million. Oh, is there anything else I need to okay. say? Drop no, the mic. What subject matter do you want it, your questions to be on? That's what I'm asking. Right then. Um, do you want it on Switch? Yeah. Do you want it on yeah. Wii? Do you want it on Zelda? Do you want it on Mario? It could be on, yeah, put it on put it on Zelda. Yeah, go on, people. Throw me some questions to, uh, about Zelda, Zelda's lore, Zelda's history, Zelda's future. Just throw it at me, and then we'll take it from there. Actually, listeners, this is quite fun, right? So every week, let's do this, right? So one week will be me, one week will be Alex. So next week, it's Zelda. I'm sorry, guys. I know you have to look at cartoony, <laughs> kiddie stuff, but Zelda questions Only for Alex. the franchise of the world, but anyway. And then the week, and then next week we'll have a subject matter for me, and then we'll go back to Alex and stuff like that. But yeah, Zelda for Alex. Yeah, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Quick uh, question. Oh, quick question. If yeah. anyone's watching, if anyone watches MMA or UFC, the other week, there was the most ridiculous kick knockout Ooh, in UFC yeah. history. And I sent it to Alex oh, and brilliant. then told him that it was a lily kick. Right, because she does that somewhat same kick in Tekken without the grab of the foot, she just does the kick. But I looked at it, and the first thing that popped in my mind was Lily, just like and how you used to get pissed off with that kick. I just, for all you Tekken fans out there, you know how annoying Lily I mean, she's a great character, but not when you're versatile, especially with this in here right now. <laughs> she's all about anyway. movement man she's all yeah. about you need the stance on her if you if you can get to her before she gets the stance you'll kick her ass but if she's yeah, so yeah. fast she's so fast she's so fast she's so fast she's kicking my ass it's annoying it's really annoying people and so listeners that's the one thing that i'm not looking forward to in taking eight <laughs> listeners <laughs> i want you all to know now that in the future in the future, it doesn't matter what shit comes out of Alex's mouth. He just publicly, unawaringly admitted he gets his ass kicked by Lily in Tekken, right? Uh, That's it. Well, he just admitted it, listeners. <laughs> End of conversation's yeah, I, over. I, 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 I can admit it. I can admit it. I'm, taking, I'm taking your Tekken, um, your, your Tekken banter. I'm holding it over a volcano and I just oh, dropped it. Yeah. You can do that, but only if I can say this, that I have wiped the floor, ceiling, and walls with your ass. <laughs> with Ling Jaihu, Feng Yulong, did I even eat again? Oh, you chat <laughs> shit. Oh, listen, the, it's just true. It's in the just history true. of Tekken, <laughs> there was one night where you oh, overcame okay, all, and that was on a train journey with poor Lan. <laughs> poor Lan oh. on our PSPs. 
And yeah, we went to London and back playing Tech and Dark Resurrection, but I had slow speeds and you knew one, right? But uh, I am the only person that officially holds the record of a perfect victory with a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> Listeners, yes, you heard that right. I The shittest character in Tekken is a kangaroo, aforementioned Alex, and, or Roger is one of them two. And I went him to give Alex a chance to win. And not only did I win, he didn't hit me in the... <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was cracking up at the sheer joke of it all. <laughs> yeah, this dude is trying to kick my ass with a freaking kangaroo, and that ended up being my my downfall. <laughs> Just because it was so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. I was deadly serious. I was Mike Tyson focused. People, I was Mike Tyson focused. This dude was bottom bashing the right sense. But anyway, we could go on, ladies and gentlemen. But we have one more question from Mister Mister Sam, Mister Harry Sands. In ES, what he says: Good, good day, gents. Good day, gents. I'm guessing he's from Australia. Good day, Harry from Oz. Let's piss him off and say he's from New Zealand. He wishes he was a Kiwi, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, He goes, uh, yes, uh, compare the launch lineup uh, to past ones. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Harry has. All right, thanks for that question. I'm going to throw it into your corner, mate, because obviously you being the PlayStation, what's the other word I can use? Aficionado. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. You were, come on, let's, 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 let's entertain Harry. Oh, mate, Harry. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I've got to fucking go like all the way back. Well, you look at the games we've got, obviously, um, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Astra's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destiny 2 Upgrade, Destruction All Stars, DMC Digital Version, Special Edition, Godfall, Observer, Sackboy, Miles. There's so many games on that one, you know, but if you look at the original. The funny thing is, if you look at the PS5, you're like, oh my god, Miles, oh my god, Cod, oh my god, Demon's Souls. But you can't take the piss. If you look back, you probably take the piss. But let me tell you, okay, so Air Combat, this mm-hmm. is PS1, right? Air Combat, Battle Arena yeah. Toshinden, ESPN yeah. Extreme Games, there was <laughs> some shit thing called Kiliak or something, I can't remember what it was called, NBA Jam. Okay. Power Tennis or something like that, but it was 3D. Rayman, Ridge Racer, fucking hell, bro. Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Oh, painful. The Raiden Project, <laughs> Total Eclipse. Now, yeah, okay, okay, a lot of them are shit, but the fact that you got Rayman, Ridge Racer, NBA Jam, Air Combat, and Battle Arena Toshinden, that's not bad, you know. That's that's, that's nice yeah. diversity there, you know, yeah. um, on the PlayStation 1. The PS2, though, dude, for me, I actually think is probably one of the best launch lineups. Okay. So yeah. you had Armored Core Two. I can't remember all of them. Okay, so you had yeah, Armored yeah. Core Two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dynasty Warriors Two. Yep. Eternal Ring, Evergrace, Kessen, which was like this big war game at the time. Yeah. Madden, yeah. Midnight Club, NHL, uh, ESPN. I think there was two ESPN games. Uh, the best launch game for me, which was Ready to Rumble Boxing Round Two. Ready to Rumble. Uh, I want to say Ridge Racer 4 or 5. I think it was 5. I think Type 4 came out right at the end of PS1. So I think it was Ridge Racer 5. Silent mm-hmm. Scope, which was shit. Um, Smuggler's, yeah. Smuggler's Run was a rock star project. And it was actually really, really good. Street Fighter X3. Street yeah. Fighter shit anyway. Yeah. 
Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, Tekken Tag Tournament, bro. Tekken oh, Tag oh. Tournament. And the game of the launch lineup, SSX Snowboarding. What a fucking game. But the fact that you got <laughs> SSX and Tekken Tag on launch day, that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's good. You and know, then that's... you remember the PS3 launch, dude, because we went so far just to play these yeah. two games. But I mean, you had COD 3, uh, <clears throat> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1. Uh, there was a mobile suit Gundam game, uh, NBA 2K7, Need for Speed, that yep. was shit. But dude, Resistance, Motorstorm, yep. there Motor was a Ridge Storm. Racer 7, Tony Hawk 8, that was shit as well. So, <laughs> you know, there was decent games on PS3 yep. as well, you know, especially Resistance and um, Motorstorm. And then obviously PS4, Assassin's Black Flag, Battlefield 4, um, COD was shit that year. DC Universe Online upgraded. FIFA 14 was shit. Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. So you got that on there. Killzone Shadowfall. Knack. That was shit. Yeah. Um, it, there was another NBA 2K game. Another Need for Speed game. Resogun, which was an indie game, but super popular okay. and the highest rated launch game across both machines. Um, yeah. And then Warframe was a launch game on PS4, mate. Warframe. That was where Warframe yeah. like really oh. grew. No. It grew on yeah. PS4. Like they doubled the install base when it launched on PS4, but it's when they did the first update and expansion, it yeah. just grew exponentially, that game did. To think that game has run since day one on PS4. I mean, it's yeah. been out earlier than that, but it came out on the launch day of PS4, and it's still fucking on the PS4, and it's still going strong, man. That game... On the play, it's on the uh, the Switch now, and I'm sure it's going to be on the PlayStation 5 at some point. And the graphics look amazing. Anyway, you know what I mean? I can't imagine how much, gonna, how much better it's going to look on the uh, PlayStation 5, but I know my eyes are going to explode when I do finally see it. Uh, so, yeah, so from that, that is from 1 to 4. And then what about the uh, PlayStation 5, mate? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right, line up. No, nah, it's fucking amazing, you know what I mean? It's, it's, got, I think I'm more excited than the launch window because I think if Ratchet was in this collection, it would be the best launch lineup. Because it's got yeah. great diversity. I think it's killer apps that go against the likes of SSX and Tekken Tag or Resistance. And Motorstorm is Miles Morales and Demon Souls. Yeah. But then you do have, you know, like, there are other games that could be great, like Godfall or these other ones. But, I mean, you just look at the diverse lineup that's on the PS5. You know, if you want racing, you got Dirt 5. If you want shooting, you got Call of Duty. If you want storytelling, you got... Um, Miles Morales, if you want hardcore, you got Demon Souls. If you want, yeah, yeah. you know, there's just there's, there's so much to choose from. And not yeah. to do, that's not even, uh, if you count the PlayStation Plus collection and the PS5 wins because you get all those yeah. games for free. But I just think from a pure yeah. individual basis, for me, PS2 wins because Tekken Tag Tournament after Tekken 3 was revolutionary <laughs> and SSX was like unbelievable. And that was like, I think, the PS1 to PS2 was, for me, was the biggest leap. Because PS1, yeah. let's be honest now, like, PS1 don't hold up. I, you know, it's a piece of shit when you look at a PS1 game, right? It's blocky, <laughs> it's broken, yeah. it's all over the place. But then when PS2, I just still remember Jin um, from Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah. And you just see him, and I was yeah. like, yo, this game looks real. How can PS2 games get... <laughs> and then Time Splitters was just, like, unbelievable. So, I, for me, personally... My favorite launch was PS2, just because it had Tekken Tag and SSX in there. But yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we're in it for be the PlayStation Five. Oh, dude, this is <laughs> going to be some amazing games. We cannot wait at <laughs> is, all. Yeah. But listeners, yeah, um, but yeah, 
it's yeah. been it's been a hell of a show. We've had a lot to talk about. We know it's ran for an yes. hour, but it's been worth it. It's yeah. been nonstop. <laughs> um, Alex, with that being said, we'll be back next week, hopefully with more. And, and yeah. I think now we're going to have a lot every single week because there'll be more games to talk about and things like yeah. that. But this week you have yeah. the final word. Yeah, the final word is I will wipe the floor. I'm just going to reiterate what I said earlier. Wipe the floor, the balls, and the ceiling with your ass. Second. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>